Hello everyone, this is Gilbert Jalad again on Tufts on Tax from CPLSBA headquarters uh, where all your tax questions are answered right here with Mr. T. Scott Tufts. If you have any questions or any uh, concerns about your taxes, lawsuits you are in uh, with uh, either employers or employees or uh, even with the IRS, if you have any questions or you want your uh, questions answered, uh, you can call T. Scott Tufts here, Tufts on Tax at 877-647-7887. Again, that's 877-647-7887. And if you are watching our YouTube channel, uh, our our number will be on the screen in the bottom. And also, you can email him at stufts at cplspa.com. That's S-T-U-F-T-S at cplspa.com. Hello, Scott. How are you today? Hey, good to be with you. Good to be with you, too. Another episode and more taxes and more forms and uh, more uh, questions to answer about taxes. <laughs> well, uh, let's, not let the, let's not let the forms bore you or concern you. Let's get after it. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, they are what they are so we have to go through them anyway right part, part, unfortunate part of life maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> part of life that the government put us into <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay so today we're going to be talking about uh, irs form ss8 so my first question would be here what is irs form SS8? all right so this you know we at uh tufts on tax talk about these forms gilbert that um are the proverbial match in the forest uh idea that that can create uh, litigation or problems. So the SSA deals with independent contractor versus employee. And if you are a business or an employee or or you believe you you might be an employee, but you're being classified as an independent contractor or you just don't know, the SSA is the form that you can actually fill in and submit all the documents that it walks through and have a part of the IRS make a determination as to your status. So uh, that brings me to this other question. Why does the IRS have this form? I mean, well, so um, you would look at it maybe this way. Um, determinations of whether someone is an independent contractor or an employee under our federal tax laws, for example, mm-hmm. uh, depend on a lot of factors, a lot of different criteria, different things that most people don't know. So the idea that there's a form that can walk someone through how the IRS approaches the issue and gives them a chance to take a look at it gives the consumer, the taxpayer, <laughs> the independent contractor or the person, the worker, or even a business, a chance to get that input from the IRS. So think of it almost like a um, uh, a consumer helpline or an assistance line, uh, a hotline. Um, but yet this form is very detailed, and that's what we want to talk about today. Okay. Uh, I have another question here for you. What happens if the person or the company that is submitting the form, SS8, uh, to get a determination doesn't like the answer they get when they, when they huh. have? When yeah, they so this is the idea that, so in, when you think of getting audited um, or having IRS questions come up, uh, nobody wants that. But it, mm-hmm. you know, if it does, there's all kinds of um, administrative law things that would kick in, meaning that you work with an agency, you get your dispute, you try and get it resolved without going to court. So um, when you deal with the IRS, you have 
that usual process. But this isn't that process. This is a kind of separate thing that sits there and allows you to get a determination, but there are no rights of appeal or um, approaches that you can take. In other words, this is a private determination that is made um, that can then lead for the IRS to refer it out to have it looked at, but it's not something that you can appeal. Yeah, that was my next question. Would, uh, can they appeal it? I guess they have to go to court. Right. So true. you actually don't, um, you know, the context of this SS-8 is that you submit it and you get this input from the IRS um, and you have to abide by it um, privately with the potential employer or whatnot. This can create all kinds of problems because then what does the employer do? The employer does the employer go on offense and change the way they were doing things or push back on that and then there's so many one of the reasons why we want to get into this is that um, being an employee or independent contractor has um, features to it that are more than just tax right there could be uh, protections given to employees that are not afforded to independent contractors I see. right you know federal laws that protect overtime um, unemployment right you, you start to think through what the benefits are that are provided to employees that are not customarily provided to the independent contractor so the ssa becomes a very important document that you might you know many of our listeners um, may not have run into before now uh, after you said they have to uh, they can appeal they can go to court so what does the irs do with this determination yeah so there's not a guarantee that they'll refer it to um for review or to create an audit let's say based mm -hmm. on a change um for example let's say the determination you get is consistent with what the business has been doing well there would be no ramification of that other than the person seeking that determination may not be happy with it or may not agree with it so it's really the situation where the determination that is made is inconsistent with what how it's been been done mm -hmm. that it then creates um an impact right um so it, that the basically the the both parties are notified so if you're a worker let's just kind of say you're a worker and you were to use this form and turn it in um and the IRS were to then take a look at it, right, and then make that determination. Um, and it's contrary to the way that uh, you are currently tr being treated. Then those changes then impact you, right, mm -hmm. uh, and the business, right? Um, at that point, what about other workers that are just like you? Will they be impacted? Okay, so this is kind of why I want I want folks to know about this form, uh, and and think about it. And we we this is what we do, um, Gilbert. We're trying to say, boy, there are forms out there that are different than your normal forms yeah. that create litigation or are find themselves in the in the middle of of litigation. No, I'm, I mean I filed taxes and I did. Uh, I, I, I saw many forms, but I, I never looked at a SS8. I never right. knew what SS8 mean. Um, well, so that's the thing. There's just so many forms. We're you know that's what we're trying to get the word out that there Correct. are many forms folks don't know about. Now everyone probably knows about a 1099. Yeah, you know, which course. is uh, you know the it it used to be that independent contractors got a 1099 
miscellaneous, M-I-S-C. Um, but they've changed in the last two years. Uh, they have created, well, or brought back a form called a 1099-NEC, and that stands for non-employee compensation. So they've, as to payments made to an independent contractor, they have a special form now called a 1099-NEC, which is in which is different from the rest of the information that can go on a 1099 miscellaneous form. So folks out there who may not be aware of that, that's kind of a new development. And you had a few webinars explaining Yeah, so it. I'm out on the circuit, if, if you will, on webinars um, on behalf of Lorman Education Services. Mm-hmm. We are out talking about the 1099. Uh, and one of the things we talk about there are the best practices that get into what folks should be doing when, when working with vendors and uh, independent contractors in getting the proper information up front. A W-9 is is part of that. Mm -hmm. But the best practices, you know, how you can kind of avoid the problems of getting it wrong uh, on the 1099 side. So what should a worker or employer do before submitting the SSA? Well, this is kind of the, at the end of the day, we want our listeners to know that before submitting an SSA, get with your uh, legal advisor, to know the ramifications of what you're doing. Um, yes, the accountants can help in a, in a huge way, but they're not necessarily geared towards the laws of, uh, that are beyond just tax laws. You know, the, the, the danger I see in this is that you're, you're kind of filling out this form with the IRS, but it has fallout, fallout impacting labor law issues. Uh, affecting uh, rights of uh, protection under the law, uh, overtime laws, um, you know, um, discrimination laws. You know, folks may not realize it, but you can be an employee under one law mm-hmm. and not under another law. And that's because some of the laws are guided by what we call the common law, uh, which may sound kind of nebulous, but it's basically a a non-statutory driven approach meaning case law and so forth whereas um some of the laws are remedial and 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 they're trying to achieve a certain thing and they'll actually put into the law a presumption of employment and many states when they look at these issues gilbert they might have something called like an abc test that looks that says look i know we can look at 20 factors or 50 factors or 13 factors we're going to narrow down to three primary factors. We're going to try and simplify the process. Mm-hmm. But in the process of simplification, they may say, but we're going to presume employment and make you prove otherwise. So, yeah, so the SSA is just a, an important document. And one of the last things I'll say on this, uh, Gilbert, as we're looking at it is the, the, the SSA in particular has various parts to it. Mm-hmm. Parts one and two and three and four and five. And what I want the folks to know about this forum is that when filling it out, they want all the documents submitted. Mm-hmm. So if there's things that are proprietary in a, in a setting, that's where a lawyer can come in and talk about. Um, there's also the idea that the IRS wants to look at everything to make a good determination. So there's a lot of questions here asking, asking like, how long have you worked there? Why are you filing this form? Describe the firm's business. Um, why do you believe that, uh, let's say, if you're filling out this form as a worker, why you're an in- employee or independent contractor? What's your title? Um, 
do you work under a written agreement? If so, attach that agreement. And then they get into these these factors. And many folks have probably heard, uh, many of the accountants out there will have heard of the 20-factor test. But it's not really the test that they're using here. They're using a categories of evidence approach that is broken into three parts. And if you know the magic of three, you know what the magic of three is, don't you, Gilbert? No. What's well, the magic of three? The magic of three is that you and I are playing a game, and I have to get two of three to beat you. <laughs> yes? Yeah. All right. That, so, that uh, three. That three. <laughs> that three. So if I got to get two out of three to win, right, one attitude of, of any test that's built on three mm-hmm. might be that two are easier to prove than three. Now, that's a, that's a kind of particular view, but under the common law, one of the things that the 20-factor test did not do that the IRS had many years ago mm-hmm. um, was, you know, there were court cases that discussed how it needed to consider the party's intentions. And as you know, um, if the parties intend to set up an independent contractor relationship and they put it in writing um, and, their, and their treatment of that is consistent with that, um, a test like the 20-factor test not factoring that in was not a proper test, and the courts held that way. So the IRS kind of adjusted, and they've picked up that category mm-hmm. under Part 4, part four where they okay. look at the things. And it's much more broader than just the intention. So to be fair to the IRS and how they look at these issues, um, they look at the you know what that relationship would look like. So if you look at just that part, it says, um, you know, are you getting benefits? Um, can the relationship be terminated by either party? Um, what else? Is there a non-compete? Is the worker a member of a union? Is there any advertising going on? Um, mm-hmm. How is the firm representing the worker to customers? And under and under whose business name does the worker perform the services? So that kind of thing. So wow. so all these things, when you get into them, it's a pretty involved form. And uh, if anyone has an SS8 issue, Gilbert, we want them to come to somebody like me to kind of make sure they get good legal advice because what at first may be the thing to do, maybe upon reflection with good advice, you decide not to do it. Mm. Or if you do it, you get that input to do it right, to make it look professional, make it look right. And um, so these are the kinds of things that we just want to get the word out. And the accountants out there, if they get a client that comes to them and says, I want to do an SSA, uh, we want them to be careful because many times accountants are – bridging the role of working with a business and some of the workers mm-hmm. and so that's a conflict right because you know how they're doing things of course so um again anything we can do when an ss8 issue comes up come see us come see somebody like me come go see somebody see that expert. has the legal right go see an expert and, and not try to fill that on your own correct <laughs> and deal with it on your own yeah because the words you use here mm-hmm. could be used against you oh wow in in some other yeah. context right so um, of uh, you, you wouldn't want that to come up or, or at least have the possibility of coming and up. And then try to get out of a situation, fall into another situation. Right. So uh, you heard him, folks. Uh, come to the expert, T. Scott Tufts, right here. I call him the master of ta- tax law. Um, you can call him at uh, 877-647-7887. Again, 877-647-7887. You can email him at any time. 
at stufts at cplspa.com. That's S-T-U-F-T-S at cplspa.com. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to call or, or email. Thank you for today, and we'll see you next time.